welcome to our second episode of our special edition podcast, Travel Enthusiasts. I'm here with Lucia. Hello, guys. Today, we are going to focus on how is the current situation in different countries. We have special guests here. It's Veronica. Hello. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, I'm Veronica and I study in Southampton and I'm studying music management and I'm in my third year and I have a podcast as well, by the way, called The Whim. We're definitely going to link this into our show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Well, we are not in a quarantine anymore. I am. <laughs> yeah, I you am are. still. When do you get back? This is my 13th day, oh, okay. so almost the last day. Let's say I survived. <laughs> It's not really that different. I'm mainly indoors anyway because I need to work on uni and stuff. We have to check people and one Slovak person. We decided that we're gonna tell you or inform you about how we got home. You girls had completely different journeys home, right? Yeah. My journey was quite... It was a bit stressful. Basically, when I decided to go home, to leave UK, I want to get home as soon as possible. I tried to buy flight tickets, but obviously the majority of flights were cancelled. It was quite stressful in terms of if my flight won't get cancelled by the time I got there. That was the most stressful point on my way back home. So I basically spent the whole day in London Stansted Airport. I took an airplane. It didn't get cancelled, but it was really tiring. But Veronica, you took a bus, right? Yeah, 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 the emergency bus. So I applied for the emergency transport by the Czech embassy because by the time when I decided that I want to go home, well, there were almost no flights. And if there were some flights, they usually got cancelled or the price was just hilarious. So I couldn't afford that. So I went to London where I got on a bus and then we went to Czech and the journey was, as you can imagine, really long. Before we got on the bus, they checked if we don't have a fever or anything else. So they checked our temperature. Anyone who got temperature above 37.5 couldn't go on. Uh, there was no one like that. So happily, everyone got on. We rode to the Dover, got on a ferry, which was really nice, but longer than the Eurotunnel. And then in Germany, we had to stop and we had to wait for another bus because through the Czech borders, we couldn't get separately. Then we stopped in another city and then the craziness began. Yeah, so everything began in the city in Czech, which was Pilsen. And the people who went off the bus there, they were tested for the coronavirus. Then we continued to Prague. We got off a bus at Prague. Then I had to take another bus go to my hometown and then finally I was home. It was long, it was really long. <laughs> yeah, I've got really similar experience with my journey back home. As I was expecting, they will provide us with the buses. Getting help from our embassy wasn't that easy and many people were begging them to help. It was really stressful because uh, they said in the beginning, we're not allowed to stay in France and we're not allowed to stop in Austria. It was quite a long journey and even though there was toilet on the bus, 
Of course, you feel quite paranoid that you might get something because everyone is using it, and you know, toilets on the buses are not the cleanest toilets in the world. And then when we finally arrive to Slovakia, because we've got a lot of traffic jams on the way, mainly in Germany. Like then it was funny. We were stopped by. The criminal agency, it wasn't the normal police, but it was National Criminal Agency. They took us to the Ministry of Inner Affairs, their building, and we still didn't know where we're going. I felt like someone is just kidnapping me, and then they took us really close to the Polish border. I'm just so glad that I could took plane. Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel guilty now I that I was complaining about <laughs> me staying at the airport whole day when you were like on a journey for two days in a bus. But to be fair, when it comes to checking the temperature and stuff, they didn't do anything to us either. In London, they didn't really care. The only thing they gave us in London was the paperwork when we had to write down our name, address, and telephone number. It was a bit weird when you realize what you see in the TV and how they seem to be really careful about people who are coming from risk countries and suddenly you came to Prague and nobody checked anything. Why did you girls decide to leave UK? Me at the beginning, I was decided to stay because I didn't even plan to go home for Easter's and then because of uh, I have asthma and I have plenty of allergies that was the point for all the reason why I decided to go back home because I mean I have my doctors here and if anything was about to happen to me for me it's better to you know have my doctors nearby I just feel more secure here than in the UK it was difficult I mean <laughs> wasn't it wasn't easy for me to decide yeah because as I said I'm in my third year so I was meant to be finishing my dissertation and getting ready for graduation, you know, all this stuff. So you have just one health, right? So you need to take care of it. What's gonna happen now with your dissertation in your final year? So luckily for me, I did all my, not all my research, but the majority of my research before. So now I'm just in writing process and they cancelled or they allowed us to hand in the dissertation just for online. Now I can That's just cool. finish it here at yeah. home. I can't concentrate at home, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Can relate to that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really difficult. <laughs> you feel like you're home, you're not at university and... When I was in the UK, I was like, if I'm gonna go home, it's gonna be so much better. I'm gonna be with my family and friends and I will do my work from home and stuff like that. And literally every morning I wake up and I have no motivation. I decided to come back home. I wasn't scared for my health because I I didn't have any problems, health problems in the past. But I was scared that it seemed really serious as all the countries closing the borders and it was scary because i was following the news from my country as well and when they announced they're closing all the international airports we got three i was really scared because i i knew that i wouldn't be able to see my family very soon The only feeling I was feeling, I wasn't feeling safe in that country anymore. As I was seeing people acting responsibly for the situation and many of them were making fun of it. Yeah, that makes sense to be fair. 
I was highly influenced by your opinions. It was really difficult to decide to go home, similar as you said, Veronica. That I was planning to come back home for Easter. It's just that I was scared that if I'm gonna go home, I will lose the time I could spend at uni, which obviously all of us pay quite a lot of money for that. After all, I'm, I'm quite glad that I'm at home. Anyway, Veronica, because you are still in a quarantine, how do you spend your free time? Because you have loads of it now. <laughs> so, yes, I do. <laughs> I named my quarantine because now I can name it and it would be balcony life because we have a balcony luckily so i spend all my time on the balcony because i lots of readings played a board game with one of my friends via skype which was really funny and we kind of made a drinking game of i do a lot of some bathing on the balcony that would be it yeah and i've decided that i'm gonna learn french so now i'm learning french via one app started again with some sort of drawing and like painting and stuff i'm just improving my skills with photoshop well let's be honest like the the number of stuff you do where you at home it's quite it's it's cool i mean i don't do that many stuff we do have balcony and i didn't even i do so many things that are not related to uni no i mean it's all right and not like i can focus on uni stuff i mean i can focus on anything else but i can't just sit down and stop writing an essay or something like that i can't but i can think about french or something yeah <laughs> good luck with that because i think i wouldn't be able to learn Thank new you. language on my own uh-huh. well i see i wanted to persuade one of my friends who studied at a french school so i'm gonna ask her if she can borrow me some sort of books or teach me <laughs> because yeah now we have loads of time <laughs> do you have sometimes a moment when you regret that you came back from the uk well i would say not yet because so far it feels like you know i'm still inside i feel like it didn't really hit me so now i feel okay i'm here on an easter holiday or i think it's gonna hit me after i go out and see that i can't really see my friends or i can go I can't go to restaurants and like cafes and actually what are the things which I would do on a holiday here. And what about you, Radka? I sort of agree with Veronica. It's just that I don't think that if we would stay in the UK, it wouldn't be much different because they are closed as well anyway. Now, when I experience the closed town, I really love walking and it's basically the only movement I can do now. So I try to walk a lot. But when you walk to the city center... You have nothing to do there. You can literally just walk there and go home because you can't get a coffee anywhere. But in terms of regret, the only reason why I would regret it I didn't stay in the UK is that in the UK I was on my own in my own place where I used to buy my own stuff. I cooked my own food. Nobody touched anything that was mine. And here I share my flat with my mom again. And it just feels like I'm 15 again. And it drives me freaking crazy. And also, for some reason, when I'm here, I don't feel as independent as when I'm in the UK. It's just that I, I feel like a different person when I'm in the UK. I definitely agree on the sharing flats and like being independent or being on your own. Because that's like I think that's another reason why I feel it all right right now because i'm quarantining in our flat which i normally share with my family of course but now they're in my uncle's flat so i'm on my own 
in our flat, which was really nice. I liked the flat. So I feel all right. Apart from that, my mum calls me like every 10 minutes asking me, oh, okay, so are you all right? Do you, do you, do you have the symptoms already? Or no, not yet? Okay, I'll call you in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you know, that's how it feels. Yeah, I think I, I feel the same as I arrived. I would do something. It's just my mom doesn't let me. And then she she's accusing me. I'm not doing anything. And that drives me nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she, my mom doesn't do that. But I have a friend. She was literally telling me the same thing. That sometimes she, like, wanted to cook something. But her mom didn't let her use her kitchen. <laughs> and then she was shouting on her that she doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I feel the same as you. I'm not independent. As in England, you're going to work, you go to the uni, you're still doing something, you feel like adult. But here, you just, again, you feel like a teenager, you know. And it's rubbish. It's rubbish feeling like teenager when you are like 23. Come on. For me, it's really nice when you go back, you know, kind of a holiday, because you know the holiday is going to end. So during that holiday, there's someone who takes care of you. That's really nice. Someone cooks for you. That's perfect. But... After that sort of time, you want to go to your own flat. <laughs> and now the worst thing is that you don't even know when it's going to finish. We just like don't know when it's going to stop. So you just have to be here and waiting for somebody to tell you, hey, you can go out now. Yeah, it's it's really sad that I went to the shop for the first time yesterday, just through the drugstore. So I went to the store. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Because when I saw the pictures, how people are waiting outside, and my mom was telling me the stories from the supermarkets, I really didn't want to go. But then I said, oh, it's just a drugstore and a small drugstore. So I went there and people were really rude, shouting to the people who weren't uh, wearing face masks in the right way. And it just feels so weird. It feels like... We're in a war or something. I mean, I haven't been to the store yet, so I can't say, but have, have you been shopping, Buttercup? Yeah, I've, I've been in Lidl three days ago. Lidl here, it's just crazy. They didn't respect the two meters, the five feet apart, like the five feet distance. They do have face mask, obviously, and then they do have gloves, which other supermarkets don't really follow these rules. They do have masks, but no gloves. I was there on Friday afternoon, so maybe people just were shopping for the whole weekend or something. But literally, it felt like the whole city is there. Like, all the tails were on, and there were queues till the end of the ma- of the mall. And I was like, I'm never going, the- going here again. It's like a coronavirus zone. It was crazy. I don't know what people are doing. They are just like, where are they, where are they taking the money? And they keep buying stuff. It's just crazy. I mean, I think all of us are all right right now. Like, we are at our home and, like, with our family. So there's someone who can take care of us. But I can't imagine people who are freelancers or just working... Or just students who are working part-time or something like that. I can't imagine, like, being in their situation. It must be really hard. So we thank you very much that you join us with our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. And are we definitely gonna... What was the name of your podcast again? Oh, so it's WIM, W-I-M, as Women in Music.
because it's about women and music. Great. So don't forget to check this. Good luck with the rest of the quarantine and enjoy your time, your first time out. I certainly will. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us. This was our second episode of the special edition about coronavirus. We're inviting you for the third episode and you can look forward to another special guest. Her name is Jana and she survived coronavirus. So you can look forward to many useful information. And don't forget to follow us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And also you can share what you're doing during the quarantine and you can use our hashtag TravEnthusiasts. And we'll be looking forward to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.